0: Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. And happy holidays, everyone. Happy New Year. Isles Buzz Podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Part of the Lighthouse Hockey Network. And check out all the great shows we've had. Isles Anxiety, uh, PT Isles, uh, our brand new show, debuting next week which we'll talk about at the live show at offside tavern this saturday i hope everyone's there russ cohen dan Sarasini, cast of thousands we have giveaways it should be a fun time Dan. Oh, i was
1: wondering if i was gonna get a chance to speak <laughs> well i figured i would see how long i can go yeah and you ended every sentence with an upward inflection too i was like counting
0: yeah i, you know, I was i was gonna throw it a break and then you know after the break we'll get to dan
1: <laughs> that would have been really funny. That would have been so funny. Oh, you should have. To, oh, great. Uh, Be yeah, a happy holidays, everybody. Hope you had a merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Festivus. I hope your season was good. Uh, as we sit here in a food coma, uh, we actually have some uh, some stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the Islanders end the you know the year and the decade. Uh, I guess you can say on a high note. You know, two to, uh, very very solid wins, uh, and road winds, Sto- I guess you can say they stole. The Washington game, without a question, Barlama played very well. Defense, not so much. Uh, Minnesota, they, they they played well for, for parts of the game. The goaltending also, but most I mean, of the
1: game. No, no, they
0: played they played well most of the game. But the key to all these games is Tom Kunako <laughs> Look, you? we we talked about him coming back.
1: How he could help the bottom six. I don't think we envisioned him on the first line. Um, but this is what we're talking about though. Look, is Tom, Tom uh, an all-star. No, but he, eventually he is a bottom six player or an extra forward, but he's someone, if you put in, you can have a regular shift with, you know what I mean? Though, you can have, you can roll four lines when you have someone like him in the lineup and they've been, had a problem, uh, you know, with injuries and just guys being completely ineffective where they were not rolling through four lines. It was like two and a half at times.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I, and I, I kind of hate this, uh, term, you know, in sports, but I'm going to use it anyway. It's, it's a big cliche, but I'm going to use it. Tom Kunackle is a professional player. You know, you, you can put yeah. him in the lineup, and, and, you know, you're not going to be, like, worried about Tom Kunackle. You know, first line, you know, it's a stretch, but you put him in the bottom six, he'll play. He'll play for you. He'll give you everything he can, pop in a little bit of offense and some toughness. He's a professional player. Well, the thing with, with Kunackle Noel, is he is the person who could sit for 15 straight
1: games Come in, kill penalties, play well, and maybe chip in a point or two. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then absolutely. you need guys
1: like that. Those are the spare parts that you need. So when yeah. you, you when your spare parts come in, they got to be productive. And he is someone who is perfectly fine in his own end. He complements skilled players well, and he'll just drive the net and do all the dirty work.
0: And what is probably the biggest positive right now, Kim? I'm saying this, I'm you know I'm a fan of the guy, but it's keeping Michael B- Del Cole in the press box.
1: He should probably just go back. They should really send him to Bridgeport, I think, when everybody's healthy.
0: Yeah, I I believe that they should. Uh, you know, Hosang is, you know, playing. He's you know, he's doing okay. He had thinking to play yesterday. He was a little bit under the weather, but you he's know, been fine. Some, he's been okay. He's been fine. Uh, he's probably been, he's been fine. I wouldn't say okay, he's been fine. Uh, he, right? Dan, I I saw him two games this weekend. He's okay. Yeah. He's okay. He's alright. He just, I, I trust he, your judgment. Yeah, he's he's Josh Hosang. He'll, you know, pass up an open shot to look for the pass. He'll skate between two guys, give up the puck. That's not going to change. You're not going to see a whole brand-new Josh Hosang. I call him an an AHL power play specialist. I mean, if that's what he's going to be, I mean, it's going to help Bridgeport. But you need him to play to get any value out of him for a trade. So let's play. But the big news in Bridgeport is – Keeper Bellis, I mean. He scored six times since the start of this part of this podcast. It's been unbelievable. And, you know, the the big thing about, you know, Keeper Bellis even last year, even early on this year is, you know, he's just invisible when he doesn't score, you know, and it hasn't been the case, you know, obviously during the stretch, but even before leading up to the stretch and that he couldn't get a shot off, couldn't create a shot, kind of similar to like Michael Del Cole during the streak. He is all over the ice. He's you know creating his own shots, going to the net. You know obviously a couple you know little breaks here and there, but he's he looks like a 180 percent you know turn from beginning of the year and even last year. So Islanders should bring him up because you need a little pop in that lineup. It's not going to hurt them. Or if they're looking to get somebody, he's only increasing his trade value. So it's a win-win for the Islanders. And usually when you get to these kind of
1: streaks and you're doing all the little things right, you get rewarded with a couple of fluky goals. And, and he is. he He's gotten a couple that were just like, you know, thrown in front of the net because of the hard work he's doing. He's getting rewarded for everything. Everybody knows about that shot, but it's everything else that he's doing right now that's making it uh, more desirable, not only as a potential trade partner, but as someone who is definitely deserving of a call up. Um, one thing I want to talk about, too, as the they went to Minnesota and won. They went to DC and as ugly as it was, they still won. Uh they have struggled a little bit on the road. So the, the fact that they were able to go into those two places uh yes. is really encouraging, especially how good the Wild have been late. One thing I want to talk to you about Noel, and and um is how much better this team is against the Eastern Conference. They have struggled against the Western Conference.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny you mention that cuz they are 19-4-1 against the East. Yeah. They have the highest winning percentage against you know by any team against the east so i mean that's good you know because obviously you play the East more yes you know, sure. but because you know, in years past you know they they dominated the western conference you know i think before. it is too is they're, they're I, not
1: as they're not as fast as the western conference not, a
0: lot of those teams yeah you, you're absolutely right there but i mean it's good you know because to be good against the east is good because it you know builds character and kind of gets you ready for the playoffs when you have those right. you know off grind out series but, you know, it's funny, with the playoffs, I know the, the, um, what was the hockey puck, uh, the probability, uh, website. I forgot, I forgot the name of it because they're always down against the honors. I think every, every week now they have, you know, lower and lower. <laughs> so right now I think like 79% probability making the playoffs. Okay. And they still have Pittsburgh ahead of them and they still have Carolina ahead of them. I mean, obviously this, I think probably factored before Jake Gensel unfortunately got hurt for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's a big loss. Yeah, but and then yeah, they could factor in. I'm sure it in the schedule. But I mean, they still have games in hand. They're what, eight or nine points now, I think, above the team on the outside of the playoffs. So I mean, so they're in a good shape. You know, to make the playoffs. Eight eight points right now. So I mean, they're they're in good shape. They still have three games in hand on the Caps. So that game was huge yesterday. You know, six points behind. So it's you know, if they, I mean, I know last week at this time things were pretty dire. But every game is so crucial. You know, every, you know 82 games, every one seems like a seventh game of the, uh, of a playoff round. But, you know, these two wins help leading into tomorrow and the next two games, you have a red hot uh, Toronto who, you know, obviously left for dead. You, all you need to do is fire your coach. and You automatically get in the playoffs. It <laughs> happened last year with, you know, Greg Ruby, and now you have Sheldon Keith. So that's all you need to do. You fire your coach you and make the playoffs. So the Devils are playing a little better than you know, facing tomorrow. You know, a very weird NBC game, which you know, I figured, you know, that would get bummed for, like, a rerun of Bloodsport or something. <laughs> well, I think the biggest thing is they need to play better
1: against the Western Conference. Like, just be like 500 against the Western Conference. Um, and they have to play better on their own ends. The past, and maybe a week and a half, two weeks, they have been a disaster in their own end. It, it was better against Minnesota, um, but – uh, they need to play collective team defense uh, better. And they are scoring a bit. So I think if you're very try it's probably like, okay, it's easier to fix the defensive issues than trying to get goal scoring.
0: Yeah, and, and I was kind of thinking about this, you know, watching games, watching some of these defensive lapses. Um, obviously, they have no adoption. you know, seventh defenseman right now, you know, just basically playing maybe one over ten games. They don't have a, like, I want to say this, like America's Dennis Seidenberg. Veteran defenseman, they can then kind of plug in right now to play a game. You know, even Thomas Hickey's hurt in Bridgeport, and I know it's you know with the calendar year of 2019 over, and Lou, and Lou Lamereau did not make a trade that entire year. Do you go out and get a, a veteran like depth defenseman, just so you can well, kind of plug in maybe every you know a couple games? Well, I think um I think when you hit the trade deadline obviously
1: after the deadline there's no there's no roster limitation so I think you could bring in someone that you you can put on your bench and be an extra defenseman kind of like they did last year when it was they bring did they bring Spets? who did they bring in they brought in Seidenberg just to be an extra defenseman yeah, he never that, played right. so they can I'm sure they can they can either claim or make a minor trade for somebody who just has some veteran experience and okay. in case there's an injury he can step up
0: but correct, correct me if I'm wrong. But they're still playing with just 22 guys on the roster, right? That's right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I still don't understand that. That that really makes no sense whatsoever. No, I, I know. Yeah. You know, and
1: I would, I think, I need to see a little more adoption. Like, look, Mayfield has not been great the last couple of weeks. You can give Boychuk a rest at any time. Um, Letty's had some turnover issues as well. Uh, collectively, the team defense has not been great the last couple of weeks. But there are guys that you can like look. Giving Mayfield just a game in the press box, and then giving Boychuk a game off, and they'd be giving Letty a game in the press box, or you know something like that. All of a sudden, you let Do, you let Dobson play three games in a row.
0: Yeah, I mean you, you could even sit Taze a game, you know. Just I would let, not. But yeah, I mean you could. I mean just let He's these guys. He's too speak. talented. He is too talented. I mean, so is Nick Letty, you know. And Nick Letty, you know, has been scratched. Yeah, it's it's it can it can happen for a game. You clear the guy's head, you know. let, let him think about it and then, you know, go on a little bit of a run. But they they really had no depth. The injury to Hickey really hurts them, because if Hickey was
1: healthy, they could have called him up, and Dobson could have went to the World Juniors.
0: Yeah, you're, you're probably right there. You know, they have Sebastian Ajo down there, but, I mean, he's, you know, a handful of games in, in the AHL. Other than that, there's really, I mean, I, you know, Seth Helgeson was kind of up and down as kind of like, you know, the running joke. For a little bit, I and mean, he has some NHL experience, but that's been years ago, and that's just like being a rookie. So there's no like, you know, Brian Strait just joking around, but like, there's no like, you know, depth veteran defenseman that they can plug in. And I don't know if I really trust Lou of getting somebody. Well, uh, I, you know, I mean,
1: do you really who do you need to get? I mean, they could be a waiver claim, it could be someone for a, a real late round pick. I mean,
0: if you get someone, I mean, I mean, someone I mean, who's a Davidson, but I mean, yeah, it, it just just somebody that. Could be here to plug in a game or two that has the experience, you know, that can play. I'd know,
1: rather see Dobson play, honestly.
0: I would. Then play. I mean, I, I have no problem with you know playing Dobson, but they, there is a roster spot here available.
1: Yeah. You know? well, yeah. Apparently and, they kept that open because because Mayfield was day to day.
0: But now he's now he's back. He he didn't miss any time. So I mean, why? Right. One game, I should say. But that was last week. Now there's still a roster, and the freeze is over. Right. I mean, I, I I'll be saving it for. I mean, Lad looked fine. That didn't really make any sense why they bring him bring him down. Again, he, the game he played, he didn't look out of place, and he he's scoring down there. It Looks a lot better. It's another option. I, I just don't understand why yeah, he is that spot open. I that's a question for Lou. Maybe we can get him on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he's you know, he's pretty forthcoming with things. And
1: until live show, maybe like a last minute ad.
0: Yeah, maybe you know maybe when he's not playing doctor, but um you know also some news uh, they did the all star announcements and you know Matt Barzal for the second year, Walt deserving made the team. Uh, now they have you know of course follow baseball they have the last man in, they call it each team gets you know a guy, the Islanders guy is Brock, Brock Nelson, so if you want to see Brock Nelson and you know, the all star game a vote, I guess, yeah, there's no
1: chance of getting again
0: zero. No, of course not. It's probably going to be Oshie or Crystal Tang. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which it comes down to the all star game. You know, obviously today was the winter classic. I watched the third period. Uh, I'm kind of over the winter classic personally. It was nice to have two different teams in there. I thought,
1: yeah, today's game. I thought today's game was a little refreshing just because different atmosphere, different crowd, two teams we hadn't seen before, nice jerseys, a very entertaining game. So I thought today was a little bit better, but I, I, understand the, I understand the fatigue you have with it.
0: I mean, the Dallas star, the, their whole uniform was just, it was, un, it was beautiful. It was, it was great. Gorgeous. I, uh, and I actually yeah, think the really, Burns is
1: pretty nice. I think it was it, great.
0: Yeah it, yeah. it wasn't bad at all in the Austin Downs. Next year, Minnesota is going to host at a Target Field, which is, which is great. Uh, right, my, buddy, I did, does Minnesota move the meter? No, which brings me to my next point. Why can't we get a Conor McDavid in one of these games? I know it's Edmonton. He's the best player on the planet. Why can't we get him in these games? You ready for my rant? Like,
1: if the NHL – if LeBron James played in the NHL and he played, like, in – let's say Seattle's around. He played in Seattle or, you know, if he played in a Canadian market, played in a Canadian market, so Calgary, something like that, he would never be on TV. You think that would happen in the NBA? He played in Cleveland for how many years? And Cleveland was on (laughs) national TV at least once a week. Like, this is such – a stupid this is the this is the reactive nhl instead of being proactive like Connor mcdavid austin matthews yeah the, one of those two one of the either edmonton or toronto should be a national tv once or twice or every other week it should be 10 to 15 games each a season you want to have an outdoor game have toronto and edmonton somewhere have it at skydome yeah
0: I mean, it's because it's you know they're not original Toronto's, but you know, original six you know has to be obviously Boston, uh, you know, Detroit, or it has to be Rangers. It, all all these teams have to get in there, you know. But if you if you if you're gonna bring in all these other teams, like I don't know what the ratings were today. I can't imagine them being great. Your but best if you want to have player needs to be on television. I, I agree, and then probably the, the second or third best player, you know, Stricek, unbelievable year, probably gonna be a finalist for the heart as well. Let's get him in there too. You know, right. awesome. It's you know, not even just all, a classic. No, these guys need to be
1: on NBC a yeah. lot.
0: Yes, absolutely. And especially and when the they have those
1: one. double headers with this, the state of California hockey being in shambles. Every West Coast game should have the Oilers or maybe Vegas or someone like the, you know they're, they're, especially the Oilers or Colorado. Yeah. Give me those yeah. the because Nathan McKinnon you know, because, um, and Miko Rantanen
0: are all these guys. You know, the, the world needs to know about Nathan McKinnon. You know, the yes. world needs to know about Eli- Elias Pedersen. All these guys. Right. Are, course, you know, it's on, a great watch. Exactly. I don't, I don't need to see, you know, Brad Marchand every other game. We, we all know, well, you I, know I, how I Brad... Think, is I
1: correct. can't crap in the Bruins because the Bruins are great. But there's no reason for the Rangers, uh, Red Wings, Blackhawks to be on TV at all now. Maybe even the Canadians. And like, They're so big on the original six, but they, they ignore the Maple Leafs because of the Toronto market. So it's very, it's just like, it's very pick and choose. And it's just, as a hockey fan, it's frustrating because you want to see the best players regardless of what team they're on. So moving forward, I would like to see it, but we probably never will.
0: Right, and that brings me to my next point with the whole winter classic thing. Uh, you know, obviously it's regular season. Obviously the conditions are different. I don't, the, the whole handshakes, I mean, it's a regular season game. You're know, going to handshakes at the end of the game. Uh, they should, because the, the the buckle that the All-Star weekend is now, that should be the All Star Game, the Winter Classic. I'd be okay with Bring that. that. Bring five and five. It's already a big spectacle. You know, even the Stadium Series we went to, you know, years ago, that was a spectacle, and that wasn't even the Winter Classic. It's so you know, cold as spectral. bad as it was, <laughs> stuff like. But you know, it's, it's going to be cold in a lot of these, and and they they almost treat it like an All Star Game anyway. All the you know events going on. Why? This way you'll showcase Conrad David, you'll showcase you know, Nathan McKinnon, you'll showcase all these fa- you know, fantastic players. Get in I don't that have a no problem way. with
1: that at all. I don't. I think it's a good idea. I maybe you go to four and four, I don't know about five and five. I like I don't think there's if it's gonna be pond hockey, let it be pond hockey. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean because as you get older, you know, or you know, I'm a you know, old man yells at Cloud, but it. okay. You know, hey, yeah, well, not quite yet. Yeah, you know, but the all Star game just you know has no really meaning anymore for, you know for me. Yeah, I don't get excited. No, but watching. it's
1: important to the city where it's where it's, it's it's basically an event now for the host
0: city. That's what it is. Right. Which is totally fine, but let it be the one on Classic. Let it be, you know, because uh, you know, this is basically the midpoint of the season anyway. Right. Everyone's close to forty games anyway. Not the end of January. It just it just makes so much sense. Also, another thing that kind of irks me about the all-Star game, how every team has to have a representative. Yeah, it uh, bothers me, too.
1: You, you know, the Red ago.
0: Wings admitted that themselves? <laughs> exactly. You know, and then the whole the last... Did you Dylan see Tyler Fertuzzi's quotes? Yeah, he was great. He was like, oh, why, you know, I basically made the team because every team had to ha- have a representative. And then Dylan Larkin was great, too. He's like, don't pick me for the last minute. I want a couple days off.
1: That's fantastic. You know,
0: it's, it's just like baseball. But what they used to do in the... um. All-Star Weekend. I remember Michael Gravner made the team. I forgot what year it was. Maybe it was 2010, 2011. It was his rookie year. Fa- the fastest skater representative. Yeah. And he, it was and, whoever Tavares' rookie year was. Right. And he was the honor representative. Didn't play in the All-Star game. He was there for All-Star Weekend. And that's what they should have, should do. If the honors suck, let Brian Pulak be in the, the hardest shot competition. Yeah. You know, they should do that. You, you're, you're leading out the best players in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, our feelings with you know, John Tavares, but an All-Star game without John Tavares, really, you should be there. You know, it's it's so hard to get two players. Brad Marchand didn't make the team. Exactly, the rosters are you too know, small. It's it's too small. You know, I mean, just I, I and now because the three-on-three three and stuff like that, but make it. You know, go back to go back to five. I mean. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm over the All-Star game. I don't anyway. mind three on
1: three, but you can make the roster a little bigger. You can add two spots to every roster. It's eight more players.
0: You know, the last man and just, instead of doing the last man voting, just send all those players who are on the, the ballot to the All-Star game. What's the big deal? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, yeah, sure. I mean, really. But, um, after the break, we'll, you know, go over our uh, moments again, our top 10 moments for, because we'll be voting at the live show and the tweet of the week, or maybe tweet of the weeks, I guess. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The
1: Deal. Each week, your here is in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. And that is a harsh lesson
0: in business.
1: Sports is and not as um, simple you know, why, as bringing a bunch of big names together.
0: I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so
1: many know, more doors. The show is
0: called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right. Isles Buzz podcast is sponsored by BidgesIceHockey.com. All your defunct hockey logos are now on shirts, mugs, stickers sweatshirts files buzz podcast has a new logo. Thanks to Kevin at Vintage Ice Hockey. You can get the shirt. We'll be giving some away at the live show. They're on the website as well. You can use our promo code buzz 15 for 15% off our shirts and anything else on the website. Uh, every week they release new logos, I guess new old logos, so to speak uh, it's a fantastic <laughs> site. And Kevin told me a little bit of breaking news that, he is going to contribute a fifty dollar gift card to the, light, the live show, so nice. it have a great giveaway there. Thanks to Kevin for that, and uh, just another reason why to go to the live show. this Saturday at Offside tavern
1: Looking forward to it. I can't wait to see everybody down there. And the uh, Isles meetup, Isles meetup NYC will be there as well. So it's, uh, we're expecting a big crowd. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It's always a good time at Offside, and we're so gracious uh, that they always that they always have us back. And we're really looking forward to the show and come out and see Russ Cohen, Dan Sarasini. And Russ will be um, – I'm not sure which books he's bringing because he's written so many. Exactly. But he is going to be bringing some of his books. Yeah, so you can get one of them signed. And he's a fantastic author, whether you like baseball, especially baseball and hockey. So I'm not sure which ones he has with him, but he'll have something with him that's for him to buy and then sign. So.
0: Yeah, basically Russ is going to set up a Barnes & Noble pop-up store. He could. He has ball.
1: like – well, he's written at Here. least five books.
0: Yeah, and I think he has another one on the way. So yeah. just I mean, Russ is a great guy. Great guy. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about the Winter Classic he, on Saturday because he, you know, he was there, and we'll eating share. Swedish, it eating Swedish and, fish, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we'll 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 have maybe a you know conversation about candy too because you know Dan, you know how much yeah, because you so. are the you are the candy
1: <laughs> savant of Brooklyn.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So um unfortunately, we didn't have a show last week. We had some technical difficulties. And, uh, well, we carried over the tweet a week from last week to this week. And I'm sure everyone knows what it's going to be, but let's have some fun with it anyway. It's from the one and only Anthony Bavoulier. We all know who he contacted. So the tweet is obviously high at Anna Kendrick 47. And that blew up and blew up and blew up. I mean, the New York Post, you know, TMZ. So, yes. One of my responses had 65,000 views. I I saw that. Yeah, you you 16, had 60 and, like
1: and another one with like 30,000, another one with 40,000 because I kept trolling.
0: Yeah, you you had some good ones Dan. You want to share them?
1: Uh I had one where I thanked um I thanked him for babysitting Baby Yoda for me. Um uh, yes, was- I had one where I thanked him uh for helping me and the Goonies find that pirate ship. And then I had one thanking him for saving the Nakatomi Plaza holiday party.
0: Yes, they they're all they're all great fantastic ones. Yeah. but uh, well, I'm going to also mention our old friend Bruno Gervais, who had a fantastic oh, fantastic,
1: experience. Fantastic.
0: Remember, Bo, when you saved me from a burning building, cooked me a seven-course meal and taught me eight languages? That was a great day. Uh, and it took a day, but Anna Kendrick did respond. And he's like, these replies have been my entertainment for the last two days. Thank you all for regaling me with true tales of this man's heroism. I mean – Fantastic. I mean this this whole thing was great. Uh you know, of course there are people who I'm not gonna mention you know names, but you know, took it as one fan base was kind of you know, pressuring a woman to respond. It wasn't harassment. If
1: she never no. responded, who cares?
0: Exactly. It was just it I was, know was...
1: I know harassment. That was not harassment. Yeah. That's what you're it supposed was... to do when someone shoots your shot. You gotta be a wingman. Exactly. Was, I did It was one a... tweet. I did think of one tweet, though, that I did not send out, which I wish I did. I was going to say something like, Anthony Pavillier taught me how to speak English
0: while speaking French. That's a good one.
1: I I, I, did, I missed my, I missed my time on that. I was going to say, I was going to put that out.
0: Yeah, no, that that, that would have been a good one. Yeah. Or you know, Anthony Bavillier traded Mike Milbury or something like that, you know, <laughs> something random. I still, but,
1: uh... I still laugh at that thing of him singing, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, the you know Frank Sinatra he always like looks he's like you guys oh, yeah. know this one yes of course we know this I, one
0: yeah he's he, he's a character and he's having such, he a great has, year. He
1: has such a big personality and God bless him
0: yeah and he and he's such a good guy you know he gave uh, when he was in Bridgeport for those two games you know he gave Zach his stick he does so much with the Alzheimer's um, you know research and stuff like that he, he's a really good guy and he's having a great year so keep up the good work you know Tito.
1: Real quick about Zach, can you share one of the most ex- amazing experiences that he had over his uh over his break, over his uh, Christmas break?
0: Okay. Oh okay. So I got I was two shocked
1: things. I like I've I've like said, I have told so many people this story.
0: Okay, so it's not hockey related this year, but my mom I love you, mom. Uh she takes my son they do like a little road trip every you know, Christmas or, you know, winter break. Couple years ago, they went to, they went to Boston and they saw the Islanders win. They shut out Boston. That was the Cappy's last game, ironically. The first time they actually shut out Boston. Next day he gets fired. So that was great. Last year they went to Dallas and so the Islanders played in Dallas and that was actually Devontae's, you know, debut and he he ran into Devontae's parents. They were staying at the same hotel and stuff like that. He was wearing his Barzell jersey. I think, uh, Tays' mom was talking to him and then, you know, found out that it was Tays' parents. So great. They ended up going to a Mavericks game later in that trip, but this trip took the cake. They go to San Francisco and for some reason he's a Timberwolves and Mavericks fan. So he was a T-Wolves fan for a couple of years and last year became a Mavs fan thanks to Luka Doncic. It's actually leaning teams. more
1: Mavs now though.
0: <laughs> now it's, yeah, which is it's kind of funny. You know, you always say, it, you know, kids are front runners, but he picks two teams, two teams. Neither one of them made the playoffs last year. Correct. So you can never see this kid's a front runner. So it happened that both his teams were playing in San Francisco this year. They opened up the Chase Center. He cannot go on how beautiful this arena is. Okay. So he goes, my mom takes him to four Warrior games this week. In one week, saw one against, uh, the, the Christmas Day game against James Harden and the Rockets, saw the Suns and obviously saw Luka Doncic and then saw Call Anthony Towns, the uh, Mavericks. Uh no, the Minnesota Timberwolves. And he had his Luca Jontz jersey, which he somehow got signed by Luca himself. And he was, like, shaking. He was so excited. He has a picture holding up. He has a picture of Luca signing it. He got a uh, player, Damian Lee, on Golden State. He had a, self, a selfie with him, which was great. <laughs> he dropped the phone to Damian. Damian took the picture and went to that. It was fantastic. Got a couple other... Great autographs. So it was a fantastic trip. They, you know, went to the uh, outside of the full house house where, you know, they shoot the scenics and, mm-hmm. uh, ads or Alcatraz and you know, everything was a fantastic trip. And I would give my mom a shame, like, you only took me to the Bronx when I was 14, <laughs> 15. <2018." laughs> yeah. This kid is
1: slightly spoiled,
0: but oh, you'll hear this too. This is a great one. Uh, we were in a football survivor pool and there were 300 entries. And it was double elimination. So Zach and I both got our first loss when the Dolphins got their first win against the Golds, I think week 10. So we kept winning and winning. This week, this week, there were seven other people, seven people total, and Zach and I were two of those seven. Uh, week 14 on, you got to take two teams. So it kind of whittles it down. So out of 300, we were the final seven. We both took the Rams as one of our picks. They won against Arizona. But I told Zach, we can't take the same two. Let's, you know, split it up, give us, ourselves better chance to win. So he ended up taking the Titans who played against um, the Texans. Texans pressed everyone. Titans won. So Zach went on and won money. I'll get to that in a sec. My, my final team was Tampa Bay. And if you know anything about Tampa Bay, James Winston, very weird year. He became the first quarterback. to do 30 for 30. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he got his 30th interception in dramatic fashion. First plane overtime. He throws a pick six. Oh. I get eliminated on that. So that goes to my money. Their field goal kicker missed three field goals. I'm like, just, <laughs> I, I was like, Oh my God, my in-laws are over. And I was just like cursing up the store. It, it was, it was, it was a bad scene. Okay. Move, moving forward. Sack was one of three. To win money. So you took home $5,000. Five grand. Five grand. So. How much was the entry? It was 60 bucks. So it was 120 for the two. And there were 300 people. We, I've been doing this for I think about 10 years now. Zach's the second kid. Yeah. Zach last year got eliminated week three (laughs) in a double elimination one. So this this was fantastic for him. So but I don't do good. I don't
1: do these things. I did a Survivor pool twice. I lost I lost week one both times.
0: Yeah, it's it's and we almost lost week one and two, both of us. You know, cause we got lucky. Both were one point games, but this year was kind of easy because there were a lot of shitty teams out there. Yeah, there were. And, you know, so it, I mean, it helped. But I, I was so tempted to take the Jets this week, <laughs> but I knew. It. I just couldn't because you know typical Jets, uh, but they ended up winning. But and then the other one was the Bears. I'm like, originally I took the Bears. And I changed the box. The Bears barely won against basically a preseason Vikings team who had nothing to play for last second field goal. So, but you know, congrats to Zach. Now he can buy all the sticks he wants. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You're gonna be you're gonna be uh, you're gonna hit him up to pay some stuff, pay for some like the rent and everything.
0: Oh, my God, no question about that. Anytime you've been asking me for anything the past couple of days, I'm like, you got money. You got money. Let's do this. <laughs> you got money. You got money. Yeah, absolutely. But at the, the live show this Saturday, we are going to unveil the fan voting for our top moments of the decade. And if you go on Twitter, well, I'll send out another link. I'll send a link in the Lighthouse Hockey uh, article as well. But it's um, for the fan voting, we'll announce it. But just to go over the top 10 list real quick again, number 10 was the Pittsburgh Islanders fight night from 2011. Nine was the Molson-Bannock trade. Eight was last year's playoffs, the sweep and the swept, I guess. Number seven was the new owners, Malkin and Ledecky. Number six was Lou getting hired. Number five was the Griffin-Reinhardt trade, which brought back number one pick. We all know who they took. Number five was, number four was JT in 2016, which Really encompasses the whole, uh, first round. Uh, him leaving is number three. And then the return to the Coliseum that season. Number two was the Belmont arena situation getting settled. The number one, obviously, was Barry Trotz. Uh, I've been looking at the results so far. It's a little different than our list, stand, let's just say. Okay. Yeah. But you know, it's fan voting is great. And, you know, keep voting. It's a very interesting list. There's a lot of, you know, up for debate choices. Uh, but it's, uh, obviously number one, I wouldn't say it's the same, but it's, it's close to what the fan voting is. Okay. Yeah. So it's,
1: look forward for, I have not seen anything yet. So I look forward to seeing it on Saturday. I'd like to be uh, surprised so I can, yeah. uh, I can see if we should allow fans to vote moving forward.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, uh, we, we talk about how bad they are against Western conference this year. Luckily, they only face one team in the Western Conference. The rest of this month is Good. Colorado, obviously at home yes. on Monday. The rest is they play the Devils again. Then they have three days off, played Boston. They play the Rangers three times in eight days. Yeah, they, they do. The Detroit's is weird. In there. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a tough month. And then they have, they have their bye week leading into the All-Star break. So they have a nice chunk of time off, which is good and bad, I guess. You know, it's good maybe to get Cal Clutterbuck back, which is needed. Yeah, for... it will be good to get, yeah, to get everybody healthy.
1: Yeah. Um, it depends on how they're playing at that point too. Yeah, exactly. The Christmas break was kind of needed.
0: Yeah, they, they, they need a couple of days off just to kind of reset, but, um, they, they kind of got rid of the, uh, goalie rotation because kind of the kind of taken that number one. Spot.
1: He's deserved it. He, not that Grice has been bad, but he hasn't. It's just Barlamov has been better.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised at him getting a uh, all star call.
1: I would think what, so, because if you look at the other goalies in the conference, I, in the division, I don't think there's anybody else you could take over him.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting, you know, with. And how, how, hope he,
1: how hope he made the team is bull, but I have no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, and he. Was it's a yeah, free agent year, and I don't know if they're going to re-sign him because they have, you know, a couple other options. But he is playing himself out of a lot of money the way he's been playing.
1: You know, the funny thing is, the Owlers had a stretch there where they were having problems scoring, and it seemed like every goalie they were playing was standing on his head. Like, I remember Gibson a lot in, in Anaheim. Every goalie was standing on his head. Now, like, the last two games, Dubnik and Hopi were terrible. So yeah. maybe it all evens. Maybe it all evens out.
0: Yeah until tomorrow when they get, you know, uh blanked by whoever's gonna be in death of the Devils.
1: <laughs> It'll be Blackwood, I would think. Blackwood's played well lately too, so it's gonna be tough.
0: Yeah. And then who knows? They could be facing, you know, potentially a future Islander in Kyle Parmieri.
1: <laughs> I don't think they're gonna trade him. I don't know. It's I don't know what to make of the Devils right now. I know they're gonna I know they're gonna sell anyone who has an expiring contract, but who is their core moving forward? And Tom has, I think, one year left on his deal, so probably the time to trade him to get the most form would be now or the off season. So it'll be interesting to see what the Devils do. But you know, no, it's just so hard to trade within the division when it's no, they, when it's like the Rangers, Islanders, or Devils. It's just so hard.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, the Islanders obviously have more, you know, history of trades with the Devils. Not not much, right. but the Rangers, which they have like two in their history. But uh, I feel I mean, like
1: I I feel, I feel like you know if the Devils are like talking to a Western Conference team for Palmieri, oh, uh, I'll give me a you know late first rounder and your B prospect. Oh, uh, what guys? You uh, the Islanders are on the phone. Uh, tell Lou I want Parcel. You know it's just it's it's
0: it's just weird. I know. I mean the Islanders have to hope that you know with Boston not Boston with Toronto and Tampa kind of playing you know themselves back into the top three in the division, that Florida kind of falls out and they yeah. to get Hoffman. That's pretty much. Which you got to do either that or Ottawa. We know Ottawa's not in it, but cause Ottawa is definitely going to trade Duclair, It'd be foolish and not to. Yeah. Exactly. So those two guys are going to be, you know, Hoffman's a perfect fit, though. he is the guy. I agree. I, I agree. So we have to kind of, be we've been La- saying
1: that for two years now.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, Saturday, the live show, 530. We'll, we'll be there a little bit earlier. Show starts at 530. Yeah.
1: yeah I'll probably, we'll uh, probably be there around four, 430.
0: Yeah, it should be a great time. I'm gonna stay. I know Dan has to work after that, you know, he's gotta make the yeah. money. You guys can uh, all jump gonna...
1: on the one train with me and go down to S&Y after the live show I'm sure they won't yeah, mind.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna stay for the game so we can have, you know, some laughs, hopefully, I will win. uh you know, giveaways t shirts, the uh I haven't announced yet, but we're gonna give away some Sound Tiger tickets. Ooh. So yeah, and they're the vouchers, so you can go to any game you want. Uh you, you can know, play goal. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, God! Trust me, you can sit anywhere you want. Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh my God! Noel sends me these pictures from the weekday games. They're hilarious.
0: Yeah, I don't know why they. they've had a lot of those this year, and I'm not sure yeah. why. I'm sure obviously it's just you know, the, the way the schedule breaks out. But they had a you know a big crowd for the t- the um, Teddy Bear Toss over mm-hmm. the weekend, and of course Keeper Bellows was the one who scored. But it's um you know, it's, it's it's a great time you get to see obviously once you keep your bells out of Andrew Ladd, and you know cast of thousands you know simon holmstrom's back now from injury he's been playing so get to see the future islanders and you can always you know watch brent thompson on the bench
1: yes everybody loves him
0: (laughs) exactly uh where can we find you on social media
1: dan daniel 78
0: yep i'm the first Noel one nine like the page isles buzz on facebook don't forget all the other great shows on lighthouse hockey islanders anxiety pt isles My Favorite Islanders Game, Islanders Award Winners, and the brand-new show, which we're going to debut the name, we'll announce the name, and our first guest during the live show. I don't know the name is yet, so I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And we've been lining up a lot of interviews. It should be fun. It should be a fun show, and uh, we'll see you guys on Saturday. Can't wait to see everybody on Saturday.